Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John, live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Yeah. All right. Always new women got to keep a balance. The girl of your dreams to me is probably not a challenge. I've been counted out so many times I couldn't count it. It is moving season, so if you are doing that, call my friends at Black Tie for all your moving needs. Whether it's home or office, cross town, cross the country even, Black Tie can handle that move for you. 316-6196 is the number. 316-6196 is the phone number. They're the best in Memphis. I've used them not once but twice, and I will never go back. When you're moving, you're not just moving things. You're moving pieces of your Life. Black Tie gets it. They're licensed. They're bonded. They're insured. Their movers are professionally trained. They're on time. They're on budget. They're the best. Call them. 316-6196 is the number. Book your move now. It'll book up fast. Moving season is always here. Black Tie wants to take the tour of moving your things out of your hands and make it that much easier for you. Black Tie moving. Change moving in the city of Memphis. Call today. All right, so this time next week, we'll be getting ready for uh, Chappelle and, uh, and, and Chris Rock. Will we not? Uh, yes, and our dinner beforehand. And our dinner beforehand. An exciting evening. An exciting evening, and I, maybe this was maybe I'm I'm stealing your thunder here a little. No, bit. no, no. Go ahead. No, it's worth it. Uh, but uh, FedEx Forum social media team is 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 doing a great job promoting this event, as they are like uh, they they <laughs> they use like some 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 clear paper cutouts of Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle, and they put them on Bill Street, and they posted it like. Look, look at Dave and uh, Chris exploring Bill Street. And the comment section was like going crazy. So I have not laughed uh, as hard as I did last night reading the comments to this. Uh, yeah, because it's a, it's a little bit of everything when it comes to Memphis. You know, and we've done the check-in Olympics. Uh, the, I got that. I was back in that mood again reading these comments. Uh, FedEx Forum, yes, go check out their Facebook because they've done it the last couple of times, and clearly somebody's. This is a this is something they're on to now. They realize how bad this is, but people who initially saw it did not. Like it's a it, it's a joke to make it this bad. Is my point exactly because the cutout, the the Photoshop or whatever, uh, as some uh, that comment on the thing said, y'all should photo stop. Um, th- these comments, man, what kind of Windows ninety eight BS we we looking at here? Uh, if you just go to the Facebook post again. You're any fan of checking the Olympics or anything we do here in Memphis or, hell, you went to Memphis City Schools and you know the deal. You read the comments to some of these posts. Now, they've gone back out and put another one, which leads me – they pretty much doubled down on a job. What you didn't know was if this was just a bad job, somebody came in, right. from, came in from recess and put – some kid came in and put this together for them. But clearly, uh, they're doing this on purpose. Man, it's hilarious to read the comments section. It's, 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 
it's uh it's so Memphis. Do you think the that the, well, obviously we'll, we're going to be there, and so we'll discuss it the day after. But do you think they're going to like localize the show at all? Like, do you think they'll have like some Memphis bits in there? Oh, well, I mean, doesn't doesn't ever don't most of the problems Kevin Hart do that. did not. So really? that's yeah, he didn't have anything about like the. Well, city. remember he had just been to his father's funeral, I believe. Yeah. So in terms of like creating something new yeah. or something or tailoring it for the city, that's true. Probably the wrong night to to do that. You're gonna stick to the script and what yeah. you know, especially the mood you're in. That said, yeah, I'm, I mean the best do the best, you know, Mike Epps or something say you might be you you know he'll jump in it. Hey, I'm in Memphis. Y'all folks dumb as hell, you know, and say something you know that you do something like that right. To, to tailor it, I would think there'll be some, some exactly sort of. Right. I mean, Chappelle could talk about the time that we were all walked out on him that first time at the Orpheum. Apparently, it was much better in 2019, but he yep. can talk about that one. Yep. Um, yeah, there'll, there'll be something along those lines. Uh, anyway, next uh, next month. The person doing these for FedEx Forum, at first, I didn't know if they. Is it not very good at the job, or is it now genius? I think they're now I'm, I'm starting to look at genius because no they're leaning into it. They are leaning absolutely into it. Uh, and I'm excited. It should be, should be a good show. All right, we'll come back with Respect Burgers, and then Jason Fitz going to join us at 125. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there. 
there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Stick around, Jason and John. Tell me! If you're moving, call my friends at Black Time Moving to help you handle it. You don't know you need it until you know it. I'm just telling you, I tried the other way my whole life. Then four or five years ago when I bought my first home, I said, let me try this with Black Tie. Man, I'll never go back. 316-6196 is the number. 316-6196. When you're moving, you're not just moving things. You're moving pieces of your life. Black Tie gets it. They make it that much easier for you. They're licensed. They're bonded. They're insured. They get it done quickly. You're not going to get your wall scratched up. They're the best in Memphis. Give them a call. 316-6196. Moving season's always here. Black Tie wants to take the tour moving your things out of your hands and make it that much easier for you. Black Tie moving, change and moving to the city of Memphis. Call today. Uh, we'll talk to ESPN's Jason Fitz here, bottom of the hour-ish. I've got plenty more NFL to talk with him. But before we do that, i got to get on this grill and hand out these Respect Burgers. Let's go. Now, it's time for the Jason and John Show, Respect Burgers. Sizzling Respect Burgers, served hot and fresh from Jason and John. Just a lot of respect for what's going on downtown. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, the NBA, the Martin Luther King Jr. Day celebration game. Again, have talked about this last week, talked about it with Sane on the Grind Season podcast, which you should be subscribing to, hopefully. It's just one of the things that the NBA does best, putting Memphis front and center. Uh, and, and the Memphis Grizzlies front and center for the way they do this over the years. I think it's the 21st annual uh, now the Celebration Day game. So this goes back. We've done it now a couple of decades, and it's it's a wonderful thing. Who's in town? The Phoenix Suns, a team you owe from a loss a couple of weeks ago. And, again, John Morant listed as questionable for not for tonight. The line, by the way, I don't think it, uh, we mentioned it, or I had not. Uh, the Grizzlies are 10.5-point favorites tonight. But with the symposium, uh, we mentioned it, Gary Payton, Luol Deng among the honorees, Nancy Lieberman, uh, everything else that goes with this game, this celebration, celebrating the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., just a great thing. And it's great to have our, our city uh, front and center on national television tonight. Remember, that's a 5 p.m. tip. Pre-game's going to be right here on 92.9 FM ESPN at 4.30. A little bit of an early day for Brad Carson. We'll get a, he's been working so hard here lately, y'all, and y'all know the deal. Uh, he probably deserves a little bit of an early one for a break before we celebrate with the Grizzlies tonight, hopefully getting their 10th straight victory. They are half a game behind the Denver Nuggets for first place in the West. Okay, moving on. Respect. Kendrick Davis called game. And it wasn't just the 20-foot baseline shot that he hit yesterday to beat Temple. Boy, did the Tigers need it. Remember, he had 42 earlier this week, and I know it came in a loss, but it was the fifth most points scored by a Tiger. Uh, was just named this afternoon the Conference Player of the Week. Here's what they wrote. Kendrick Davis averaged 31, 3.5 assists, 2.5 steals in a pair of games for the Tigers. We mentioned the 42 points against UCF, one shy of the American single-game record and then on Sunday we said it we put it this way he saved Penny Hardaway one no question about it especially if that had gone the other way if Memphis had been forced to go to overtime lost that game we'd have been asked the question why didn't Penny Hardaway foul uh, before the game tying three like it didn't do against UCF 
We'd have been saying this, this, this. Kendra Davis saves you from that. And for the time being, it certainly got you still on the right side of the bubble. Remember, he went 21-23 from the free throw line in that 42-point performance. And then yesterday, John talked about this in the open show. He wrote an, uh, a column about it over at the Daily Memphian. You should go read it. But Kendra Davis took over that game. 16 of the 20 came in that second half and a bunch of them. The assists, everything else came down the stretch. The three was huge. Uh, the, the baseline jumper was huge. Memphis, nice little wrinkle, getting him off the ball there late, allowed him to free him up. Uh, but Kendry Davis doing everything you need him to do. Oh, by the way, nice little uh, respect. After Tyler Harris had a good week, 27.5 points per game over the week. By the way, scored that 31 against Houston. I just thought he should get a little love, realize he plays respect. for South Florida. But he is in the middle of a hot streak right now. Tyler Harris down at South Florida. Yeah, had 31 points against the number one team in the country against Houston. Uh, 27 and a half for the week. Moving on, Respect. Riley Patterson, former Tigers kicker. We're throwing him in there with Trevor Lawrence, uh, Doug Peterson, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yep, was uh, Riley Patterson's 36-year yard field goal on the final play of that game that was the difference. It didn't happen, though, until after the Jacksonville Jaguars had rallied from a 27 to nothing hole. It was the third largest comeback in postseason history behind only Frank Reich's rally comeback. Uh, came into the game for the Buffalo Bills back in 93. Came back from 32 down against the then Houston Oilers. And the Colts came back from 28 down against Kansas City. So as improbable as it gets, and Lawrence had had a huge hand in digging that hole and throwing four first-half interceptions. He became just the third quarterback in the Super Bowl era to throw four interceptions the first half of a playoff game. That's not a list you want to be on. Those names, Gary Danielson, Craig Morton. They didn't do anything like mm. what Trevor Lawrence did in that second half, though. After tacking on what seemed to be a very important touchdown before the half to make it 27-7, yep. it's at 24-3, something like that in the second half. Jacksonville ends up outscoring the Chargers. Uh, yeah, Staley got too conservative, and Trevor Lawrence went out there and took it. And, again, with a Tiger uh, being the difference there. And that kick was a little – it got in there. And with, you know, not not true, but through. And that's all that mattered. Uh, Shout-out to Riley Patterson getting that win. Though that was big for him. Uh, got to feel good winning a playoff game on your foot. That's a lot of pressure on a guy. And especially you don't want to be the guy that blows it after that huge comeback in, the, in that game. So, shout-out to the uh, Jaguars. Certainly a respect burger-worthy effort. And then I got to give one, like – I guess who cares about experience in the playoffs? Trevor Lawrence didn't need it. Uh, Brock Purdy didn't need it. Threw three touchdown passes, ran for a fourth score. The thing Brock Purdy's got is Kyle Shanahan. Helps him out a lot. And the 49ers uh, beat the Seattle Seahawks 41-23. to I put Purdy in here because this was the last pick, Mr. Irrelevant, of the draft. And the third quarterback the 49ers have been on this year, and all they do is continue to win. He ends up throwing for 332 yards. I bring that up because it's the second most ever for a rookie in the playoffs. Only Russell Wilson, in terms of rookies in the playoffs, threw for more, 385 for him in a loss uh, to Atlanta 10 years ago. Uh, yeah, the first rookie quarterback ever to account for four TDs in a playoff game as well, that was Brock Purdy. Uh, you you got to hand it to the kid. You know, you wondered, would he be the thing that holds San Francisco back from being able to make a, a run to the Super Bowl, maybe even win it? Um, he's doing nothing but helping that right now, frankly. He's cementing it. Uh, love what he's doing with Shanahan. Love the way that Shanahan's using him. Brian Dayball has been mentioned a lot on this show. I think you got to give it to him, though. Becomes the second Giants coach to win a playoff game in his first season as head coach. And we mentioned, what's he doing it with? Pretty horrible roster, say, for Daniel Jones, uh, Barkley, those guys. You mentioned Darius Slayton's his number one 
Uh, he dropped a pass in that game. Could have cost them, too. Uh, in the end, it ends up not doing it. And he coached up Daniel Jones. you got to give him the respect burger alone for the job he's done with Daniel Jones, who was, goes 25, 24 of 35 for 301 yards, two touchdowns, and 78 rushing yards. The Giants were 4-13 and 13 last year. And Brian Devils got him in the playoffs and knocking off the Minnesota Vikings. And then finally, uh, an event I was at over the weekend, uh, uh, a man that my son calls the top G, Billy Richmond, uh, a.k.a. the wing guru, former Hamilton High standout, had his jersey retired over at Hamilton in a great ceremony over the weekend. Hamilton, by the way, honored former coach Ted Anderson, had a bunch of Ted Anderson, uh, Coach A's old players come back in, including uh, Todd Day, including Keelan Lawson. They were all there. Uh, Billy Richmond obviously uh, got honored himself. And for a guy who, yeah, played at Vanderbilt, played at Memphis, was an elite-level prospect and talent, like I wrote in the Facebook post, he's gone on to elite-level businessman. The man walked through the doors of that Hamilton gym and literally looked like money, Brad. He he looked like a zillion dollars. Man had some, I don't know how much, they, they looked like they must have been $10,000 shoes. I think they were Fendi. He had some sort of gold contraption, wrap, clothing contraption wrapped around him. As Chain well. looked he, clean, he's, too. He's, it was is, all good. He has graduated to a level of, of prosperity yes. that when you see it, you know exactly what it is. And nobody's more deserving because, John, do you remember? John and I were talking about this before before the show. When we first started up with the Wing Guru, man, you'd go over there and see Billy in the kitchen, in the kitchen, doing it himself with a T-shirt on and all 21 sauces all over him. Why? Because the man, to get what he wanted, he knew what he had to do. You put in the work. And I can't tell you how many times Billy told me he had old Tiger players calling up and saying, man, how do I do that? What I got to put into that to do that? And what Billy would tell them all the time, well, it's not maybe the answer that you're looking for. This doesn't happen tomorrow just with an investment. You got to put in your blood, sweat, and tears into this thing. That's true. And I was willing to do it, and, and this is why I'm where I'm at now. And it's that story, man. More so than the basketball or anything else that I that I was telling my son as we left that Hamilton gym, bro, bro you can be whatever you want to do. You just got to be willing to roll your sleeves up and go do it. You can't just expect it to come like John wants to be a member of the royal family and be handed everything. So, no, no, that's not how we're going to get it. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying? You do it like John Martin has done it. You do it like Billy Richmond has done it. You put the effort. You put the muscle with the hustle, and you go out there and you get it. And that's why Billy Richmond was standing there with that jersey over his head and with a throng of people. Listen, this is a great Memphian who now is an employer, puts people to work, tries to keep them employed. He represents the best of us and the best of Memphis. And I was was so thrilled for him to see him have that moment this weekend over at Hamilton where our man – Eric Robinson, better known as Cowboy. Cowboy. Yeah, coaching over at Hamilton. Uh, great night he put together for the old heads. And uh, and, I, and 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 I tell you what, he got a heck of a team, too. They were playing hard. So shout out to our man, Billy Rich. Hey, man. No, he's the, he's, uh, he's the best. Um, real quick, I'm going to give a, a – and I hate to do this. It pains me. Um, Pat Ewing, 28 Big East losses in a row. Just went final. Um, oh, we get it today. They were leading with uh, two minutes to go. Uh, against a, a bad Villanova team, uh, that unfortunately they choked it away. They caught a timeout down three um, to get it to get it obviously a, 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 ch- a shot to send this game into overtime. Really good uh, sideline out of bounds play call. Uh, one screen, one dribble, contested three. I mean, it's the stuff of magic, folks. It, it, it doesn't go in. It's, it's really a shocker. Didn't even like run any action at all. 
come get the ball, set one screen, one dribble, shoot the three. There was like 10 seconds on the clock. Like, it's just crazy. Uh, 33 high major losses in a row. What are we doing here, folks? They're going to have to drag him out of there. Yeah, they're going to have to. But uh, in the meantime, he's going to have to settle for a disrespect, dog. All right, a disrespect, Glizzy. It's going to do it uh, for, for this segment. We'll come back. Jason Fitz will join us on the other side. We'll talk to him about the NFL playoffs and more. Jason Ajayi, how do you turn to fit? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. What a weekend in the NFL as the divisionals are set. Jason Fitz joins us every single Monday here on the show. Catch him on ESPN Radio with Harry Douglas, Sports Center on Snapchat. The man does it all. Fitz, what's up, baby? Just living that dream. How y'all doing? All is good. good. All is good. So it was a, it was a major weekend in the NFL. What was if you had to if you had to narrow it down? What's the most sort of profound thought you came away from the weekend with? If Josh Allen had a star on his helmet and was the quarterback of the Cowboys, the lead topic today would be he risks too much of the football and you mm. can't trust him doing a Super Bowl. Wow. I, and like, look, I, I love the Bills. I love who the Bills are. And like all of America, I'm rooting for the Bills. But my God, all season, if you go back and watch Josh Allen, he's been pushing the ball where he doesn't need to push the ball. Yep. He's been holding the ball when he doesn't need to hold the ball. And that reared its ugly head in this game. I'm not saying every pick is always the quarterback's fault, but my God, Josh Allen is at times reckless with the football. And because he makes two or three plays that are, oh, my God, Patrick Mahomesy, and we forgive all of it. But, like, I, if he was the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, the lead on first take today would be you can't trust Josh Allen. And he's got to play better in these playoffs if they want to have a chance to win these football games. Uh, I think that's well said, Fitzy. In terms of whose win you were most impressed impressed with, uh, which one was it? 
I think San Francisco, because Brock Purdy looked so uncomfortable in the first half and then made it very clear that it's going to be impossible for Trey Lance to ever start for this team in the second half, right? Like, Brock Purdy has become this this story. And, and I was really surprised by the game plan. I thought that they would take it out of his hands. They didn't. It took him a long time to settle down. But I think the way he settled down was just the 49ers roster was able to survive him getting the yips out. And then once he got the yips out, they went on a roll. So now that now that he's got that out, San Francisco feels wildly dangerous to me. Yeah, so, I mean, what do you do there? I mean, is it just as simple as, all right, we're going to – Trey Lance is going to be available for trade? Like, is that sort of the – I mean, what what goes into that? Yeah, Trey Lance and Jordan Love are sitting in the same boat at this point. Like, we have no idea if either of them can actually play. I think Trey Lance will be trade bait. Uh, you know, even the concept is some people I've talked to have been like, no, they'll go open competition. Guys, I think the 49ers going to the Super Bowl might win it. You want to tell me that a rookie quarterback that doesn't lose a single game and gets to the Super Bowl, you want to tell me he's going to compete for the job? This this is Brady yeah, all be, over again. We are watching crazy, yeah. Brady all over again. And when you watch Brady do what Brady does, it takes a, a, a certain kind of coach to be at a huge contract. And Belichick was like, nope, we're not going to do it. We're not going to let that ride. I think Kyle Shanahan's the type of coach to do the same exact thing. I, I would be stunned right now if Brock Purdy isn't the clear-cut starting quarterback for the next generation for the San Francisco 49ers. You know, I can under – I guess I could make a case of understanding Mike McDaniel freezing up, even Staley getting conservative because those guys are are, are new to this, relatively speaking. But what was Harbaugh – who isn't new to this, doing at the end of that game, not using a, a, a timeout fits. Yeah, I, I couldn't understand. Harbaugh's, Harbaugh's not new to this. I thought that was on yeah, him. I, I feel like, by the way, your point is one that we're going to talk about today on Fitz and Harry, that we learned this weekend that coaching experience matters. Like uh, the, the coaches that have been around the playoffs more handled the playoffs better, for sure. I am stunned by the absolute mismanagement by Harbaugh. And guess what? So is this team. Like, J.K. Dobbins coming out and saying, like, I should have gotten the ball in the red zone, that wasn't him trashing the quarterback. Yep. That was him trashing the play-calling selection. And, and it is absolutely abysmal to think the opportunity they wasted in a game where I thought the Bengals were going to ride that thing and just absolutely destroy the Ravens. It did not turn out that way. The Ravens' defense in that front seven was disruptive. And the Bengals have some things to clean up before they get into this next playoff matchup. But the Bengals had a real chance to win that game, and they just – they stepped on themselves multiple times, and that's not what we're used to seeing from a Harbaugh team. Like I, I think that, that as much as we want to talk about having a third-string quarterback or a second-string quarterback, that's not what hurt the Ravens. Their coaches did. And think about saying that out loud. Like That's not what we're used to from Baltimore. What, what do you think happens there with Lamar, who obviously you know didn't travel with the team? You know, Everybody around the team would tell you he was limping around, couldn't go, but they did say afterwards, man, wish we would have had him. What, is, what do you think happens there? We just slap the franchise tag on? You think Lamar doesn't come back? What, what's going to happen? That's going to come to a hit, it feels like. Yeah, well, and by the way, uh, look, it's, uh, I'm the farthest thing from a pro athlete. You guys know that. But I slipped a disc in my back a couple of years ago to the point they thought I was going to need back surgery. And the the doctor came to me and said, whatever you do, don't step on an, on an airplane for the next few months. And at the time, I was still going back and forth between Nashville and Connecticut. And I was like, well, it's a 15-hour drive. And he's like, yep, you are better off sitting in 15 hours in a car with your back hurting than you are getting on a flight for an hour because once you get elevated, the swelling will go through the roof and it will jack your back up. What did Lamar tell us last week? That there's still incredible swelling in his knee and there's yeah. no stability. 
He shouldn't be on a plane. Like, to me, medically, this makes sense. But what all of this says is that the organization is not being transparent, and he feels like they've stabbed him in the back. That's the only way I can read this, right? Mm-hmm. So the fact that he feels that way, I, I think the most likely scenario is they're going to franchise him, and then they're going to look for a trade partner and try and move on. And let me tell you, the trade market for Lamar Jackson will be a very, very viable, hot trade market. I mean, they're – you're talking three ones, uh, a two, and a three, which is what they got for Deshaun. No way he goes for less than that. But also, guys, there are ten teams that would line up to give him that right. Like the Jets would give him that right now. Heck yeah. <clears throat> Maybe the Raiders, right? The Raiders too. The yeah. Raiders are 100 percent on those. The Raiders would, yeah. Um, on the other side of that, you know, Cincinnati for so much of the season after the after the slow start has just looked incredible. Uh, we saw what they did against Tampa Bay. We saw what they were doing against Buffalo. But I don't know. I thought Buffalo, uh, Baltimore last night, even in a loss, kind of exposed some cracks uh, in Cincinnati. They lost another offensive lineman, and the, and the truth of the matter is, is that yes. Cincinnati won the game, but the deciding touchdown was a, 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 a touchdown I've never seen in my life. I mean, a 99-yard strip sack fumble from the goal line on a quarterback sneak. I've never seen that in my life. Um, I come away a little pessimistic about the Bengals, especially if the, if the Bills, for example, next week can blitz and will blitz. What, what do you make of what you saw last night from Cincinnati? I thought Cincinnati was too careful, right? Like, I thought, and, and two, let me say stubborn. Stubborn's a better word. They came in with a game plan. And once Jamar and, and the guys weren't getting open right away, they didn't really have a, a secondary option for it. So I felt like the game plan did not take advantage of their offensive skill at all. So I wonder how much they'll go back this week and say, okay, how do we mix this up? Because, I, guys, before the uh, awful, tragic Hamlin moment that we all remember on Monday Night Football, the Bengals were moving the ball easily on the pills, right? So, you know, th- there's this offense that we've seen all year from Cincinnati that can absolutely destroy anyone from anywhere. Last night, it wasn't happening, and they weren't able to get comfortable. And it just didn't feel like there were a, a set of plays they could call that would change the way their offense was rolling. So I looked squarely at Coach Zach Taylor and said, man, you've been here before. You've got to have a if this and that, a choose-your-own-adventure way that you're turning this thing around. He didn't. I thought they were too stubborn in the game plan. Didn't have any way to veer once they started to get hit. I would be stunned if that's the case against Buffalo. We're talking to Jason Fitz. Uh, catch him on ESPN Radio with Harry Douglas, Sports Center on Snapchat. He is the man. <clears throat> um, I know, uh, you know, Brandon Staley is a conversation, but I want to focus on the winner of that game first. How many quarterbacks currently playing do you think would be able to respond to a four interception first half the way Trevor Lawrence did? Two or three. You know, I mean, seriously, it takes the level of, we always say on our show, grapefruits that Joe Burrow has. Like, well, here's what's stunning about it. If you watched a couple of weeks ago, there was an interview with Trevor Lawrence, and he talked about it. Somebody asked him, Jeff Darlington asked him, what changed about his game after week nine? Because he's leading the league in completion percentage and all sorts of stats since week nine. And he said, my confidence. And he's like, somehow I forgot that I can play this game. And he was like, I needed to get my confidence back. And once that happened, because he's like, I don't think you can be great at football without confidence. When I saw that first half and the four picks, I thought, man, for somebody that's openly talked about confidence, where is he going to find it right now? And he never lost it. Like, there is a calm, cool demeanor to Trevor Lawrence. And this is a reminder that Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne and Zay Jones, like, you go up and down that list, they can score on anybody from anywhere at any time. And 
it's wild to me that the Chargers did the one thing in that game that the Jags never did. Chargers got tight. Mm-hmm. And when the Jags kept oh, yeah. turning the ball over, the Jags never got tight. Like, how does that happen, right? You know, so that speaks to Doug Peterson with the bend there, done that. Like, I can walk through this system. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. It speaks to coaching. It speaks to Trevor Lawrence's, you know, chutzpah. It speaks to all of that. And I think that's the real game changer there. We, we've got to take this Jags team seriously for the next generation because – they look like they're going to be good for a really stinking long time. Well, what about this weekend? Because I was watching the Cincinnati game last night, and I was thinking, you know, because I, you know, my brother-in-law is a massive Jags fan, and and so I now that you know the Raiders have been eliminated for so long, I've adopted another AFC team, <laughs> and and so you know I, I'm pulling for them, and I was like, please don't let Baltimore win this game because I don't want the Jags to have to go to Buffalo. That feels like a much worse matchup for the the Jags and the Chiefs. Do you agree with? I I just feel like they can keep that game close against Kansas City and maybe have a chance to win. I feel like they match up much better with that team than Buffalo. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that at all, actually. And You know, Kansas City's got their own defensive issues, and now they're going to have to account for all of it in this game, right? So Kansas City's going to have to do what they don't always do well. They're going to have to play really fundamentally sound and not make a lot of mistakes. There were a couple of moves last night they pointed out in the broadcast that were like quick double moves that – you know, we're just absolutely ripping the Chargers, who are supposed to be a much better team out of part. So I think discipline on defense is going to matter. And, you know, frankly, Kansas City hasn't always had the best discipline in their, in their coverage. You know, so I think that's a real advantage to the Jags, obviously. And the fact is the Jags are one of the few teams in the NFL that can beat you a lot of ways, right? Like if their running game isn't working, their passing game can beat you and vice versa. So the ability to know that you got that guy you can lean on in ETN, but also you got that guy at the quarterback position is a luxury very few teams have. So I think the Jags are in a situation where they can at least play it close. Can they shock the world? Can they shock Kansas City? I don't know. But also, I mean, how many of us thought this weekend would be as close as it was every single game? Remember, this this year has set a new NFL record for most blown double-digit leads in any season most blown double-digit halftime leads and most blown halftime leads. Mm. So what that tells us is that, like, at the end of the day, scoring is the way that you're going to win in the playoffs, not defense right now, I don't think. So if, if that's the way you're going, man, the Jags can score on anybody. Fitzy, I'm not necessarily predicting it, but if Dallas does go down tonight to Tampa Bay, can can you justify if, if, if moving on from – from Mike McCarthy, you know, I've, I've always I've had my doubts in McCarthy, but it would be two 12-win seasons. Are, are you moving on from him to go try to get a Sean Payton, whoever you got to get? Only if he's the reason that you lose. Like, if Dak goes out and does what Dak has done over the last month and he just makes dumb reads that don't make any sense, the number of smart analysis that we've seen over the last week pointing out on the rosters, like, hey, uh, on the All-22, here was the read, here's where the ball was supposed to go, and here's where it went instead. And the more I watch that, the more I realize that right now there's a problem, particularly with Dak. And I don't know how you fix that. Like, how do you fix suddenly not seeing the field the right way? If they go into this game and they lose it because of clock management or they lose it because of timeouts or they lose it because, you know, the plays are taking forever to get in like they were for the Dolphins. Like, if we can look at it and say the coaches weren't good enough, then McCarthy, yeah, I think he's absolutely going to get fired. If they lose this game in an instant classic to Brady marching down the field and doing Brady things – and no, I, I think that if I had to choose right now, either, neither, or both, 
on whether or not Brady's with another team next year and whether or not McCarthy is not the head coach, I would take neither. I think Brady's going to be back with the Bucks. I think wow. McCarthy's going to be back with the Cowboys. And I think we just love to talk about both of those brands so much. Why, why are you saying these things? I, I don't understand. Ryan why. Clark says I mean, he's coming to you, yeah, Fitzy. I, mean, I, I feel like you can't be saying these things. You have to, you have to yeah, speak it into existence. Like, everybody says Brady to the Raiders, and I ask you, does Brady to the Raiders give him a better chance to win a Super Bowl next year than Brady to the Bucks? He's in a bad division in the Bucks. He can pick whatever he wants to be around him with the Bucks. They're, they can he can nice. fire the coach if he wants tomorrow. Like they're going to give him total autonomy to do whatever. And all he has to do to win a Super Bowl is just get into the dance, and he can get into the dance easily in a division that includes Carolina, you know, and, and the Saints, like I'm and the Falcons. Like I'm not scared of any of those teams if I'm Tom Brady. If I go to the AFC, now i got to compete with the Bills, the Bengals, just for wild card spots, too. I'm going to have to compete with whatever the Dolphins look like they're going to be. You go up and down the list, and in my own division, i got to beat and compete with Mahomes and Herbert. Like, I, I just don't understand. I, I think the Raiders will make an aggressive move for Tom Brady. I think there's a better chance that I wake up tomorrow as Harry Douglas than there is of Tom Brady deciding he wants to play for the Raiders. Oh, that's depressing. I was I was really, really hoping to get recapture that Rich Gannon late magic. You know what I'm saying? I, that's in my mind. Going, oh, Rich Gannon all over again. MVP season. Let's go. I mean, it would certainly make the Raiders interesting. And the Raiders are going to have to be very aggressive this year because you can't afford to not have stars. You can't afford to not play well. You can't afford to not have billboards, right? There's a reason that they, the whole city thrives on name recognition. So they're either going to have to draft a big name or they're going to have to find a big name. Like, to me, there's no chance Brady's coming. To me, there's no chance Jared Stidham is the starter next year. Right. There's no chance they go into rebuild mode. They're going to need a name at quarterback to sell tickets. Do you have any conviction on the the quarterbacks in the draft? Like, do you think all, like Levis and and Bryce and and CJ are all going to be good? And how aggressive you know should teams be when it comes to trying to get one of them? One of the insiders that I really trust that talks to teams talked to the Texans a couple of weeks ago. And the Texans said they would rather have Derek Carr than any of the quarterbacks in this draft. So think about that for a second. Bryce Young, they're scared of because he's small. And I don't mean short, like frail in in stature. Like Bryce is a little dude. And so I think that scares a lot of people. C.J. Stroud, frankly, answered a lot of questions. But y'all, like, I don't know this yet. We haven't heard anything confirmed yet. But the rumor mill this morning around college football is running at a random pace that C.J. Stroud may actually be coming back which is to Ohio crazy. State, yeah. which speaks to the power of name, image, likeness, and the money these guys can make in college, <laughs> right? Like, so now all of a sudden you're telling me Will Levis. And here's the thing. I, I watched – I've rewatched every snap of Will Levis this season. I cannot believe I did that already, but I did. And the thing of it is, he looks like a quarterback, throws like a quarterback, can throw a football anywhere around the place, is stupid athletic. Like, he is so good at so many things. And then I can't figure out why he consistently throws into triple coverage late. Like, he makes dumb throws against the defense. Not even like, oh, I think my arm can get it there. It's, why are you making a bad read against Vandy? If you can't figure out Vandy's defense, how the hell are you going to figure out a defense like Baltimore? So, I'm not as high on Will Levis as most people are, and I'm completely out on Anthony Richardson for the next three years. So, like, Anthony could turn out to be a good quarterback, but he's going to have to sit for two years to learn. So, like, I I don't think – I'd rather address best player available any of these teams. Like, if I'm sitting with the first overall pick in the draft – I am taking Jalen Carter. I'm taking Will Anderson, and I'm just saying, see you next year in the draft when it comes to trying to get Caleb Williams. Hey, if, I, I know they handled them twice this year, but 
man, Dayball, the job they're he's doing with the Giants. They don't they don't have receivers, offensive lines been you know. It, it, it leaves something to be desired, and yet here they are having knocked off the Vikings. You, what, what do you think about that one with the uh, with with the Eagles? You think anyway? Dable pulls another upset. I mean, I'm never going to say never the way Daniel Jones played. Like Daniel Jones just got himself wildly paid, right? I like, I was already on the squarely like pay the man side, but uh, he was clearly the the most in control quarterback all weekend for four quarters. Played the game of his life. But here's the great thing: I read this article in the Athletic, and it really hit me. And it was about the way that Dayball hired his offensive and defensive coordinator. And the article pointed out that he didn't just interview them. He had every coach on staff on that side of the ball in every interview. Hmm. And at the end, like as they added coaches, they were all in the room. So when an offensive coordinator came in to interview, there were 18 coaches in the room. And at the end of the interview, when he let, when that person left, all 18 raised their hand yay or nay on how they felt about it. And Dayball talked about the fact that everybody's going to be working with this person. So we as a community need to feel like that's the right person. That speaks to an understanding of how to create culture yeah. that I just don't think most coaches have. Like Dayball is so thinking good at getting the best out of people because he knows how to motivate people. He knows how to dial into people. He knows how to relate to people. Y'all like, I think that's way more important than X's and O's now in the NFL. Like he's obviously very good with that, but man, he has calmed this team down. And now all of a sudden for a team that doesn't have a lot of weapons, Daniel Jones is playing like a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. And Saquon is obviously playing like a top three running back. And you can't stop them. So I got nothing but respect, and I, I will not doubt. I think the Eagles are more talented, but it is hard for me to doubt the Giants. And I love the fact, honestly, coming off of a bye week, that the Giants and Philly get each other because they both have familiarity. There, the coaching advantage here will be massive. Which coaching staff, when you've already faced a team twice, can find the little things on the third matchup, that's going to be a huge statement for Dable. Absolutely. Hey, Fitz, man, you're the best. Thank dude. you we so much, brother. This. Thanks, man. Have a great week. Appreciate you guys. Have a great week. That was Jason Fitz joining us every single Monday here on the show. Yeah, that was interesting that he said uh, the NFL insiders right, right now, uh, executives prefer Derek Carr to all of the, 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 the eligible quarterbacks of the draft right now. Don't, don't you know what, what you have in Derek Carr? And what didn't he have with, with you guys? With car, well, I think you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I get it. I think that's a short term view. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, of course you would take Derek Carr this season over those rookies. I mean, the, the, rookie quarterbacks don't typically thrive. It's about finding your franchise guy. But yeah, like I mean, and, D- Derek Carr to me has proven he's not really a franchise guy. He's capable, but that's really that's him. That's now, that's it. But it's another question if you don't think any of these guys is one, right? You know, any of these guys is a franchise no, that's quarterback. Fair. That's fair. But, I mean, Brock Purdy looks like a franchise quarterback, you know? I mean, it doesn't really take that much. I mean, Mm -hmm. you just have to, you know, you have to, uh, A, you have to have a a, a really good supporting cast. I mean, I think that's the important thing. I mean, I think if you put most quarterbacks in a a situation like Brock Purdy, like, what what would Derek Carr look like in San Francisco, right? Uh, I think most would win with Shanahan. Yeah. That, that's the difference. It just there. depends on what you have. In most cases, it just depends on what you have around a dude. I mean, it's you know, if you go go to a, a crappy organization that has no talent and bad coaching, yeah, that quarterback's going to struggle. I mean, that's just that's the math in the NFL. But I don't know. I, I if CJ Stroud goes back to college, like what? I, I don't know anything anymore. Like, what are we doing here? How do you make more money in college than the NFL? I, 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 I don't think you do. I mean, that's insane. I, I still don't think you do as a top five draft pick. Give me a break. You got to go back to school and go to class. Right. And so what would this be about? <laughs> Not being the the first quarterback taken? I mean, you're right there. You're top five. I'll be honest with you. If he goes back to school, drop him down in my evaluation. Like, because something's not, something's not right 
there. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, isn't it your dream to play in the NFL and, like, you know, not have to go to class and, you know, win a Super Bowl? Like, you'd rather go back to try to win the Big Ten? You would think. You're, I mean, you're, you're, it's, you're, you're risking a lot and in that, terms and that, of your professional uh, career. Piece, yeah, what if you get hurt? You and know. your potential earnings. Yeah, I just I, it, for I, right it's now. Crazy. Yeah. But but man, we live in a crazy time. And yeah, he'll, he's coming out. We I, I I have to believe that. But I I mean I've, I before Fitz even said it, I had seen those rumors mm-hmm. uh, going around. But it would just not make sense to me. All right, we'll come back, wrap this thing up on a Monday. Jason and John, ninety turn FM, ESPN. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 